All right, so we just established that only me and Dan have seen the uh, the Britney documentary mm-hmm. so far, and um, I, I'm going to say right off the bat, not to spoil anything, but it really wasn't that good. In my <laughs> no, <opinion>. nothing <laughs> was learned. Definitely we, not we the direction walk, we I thought. We both walked away thinking, "What did we really learn? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we didn't learn anything from the, it." Well, the one takeaway was we're saying our favorite moment was um, they would interview like uh, these famous paparazzi guys that took her photos throughout the years and stuff and just how they couldn't own up to being her demise and the, you know, the end. And they're just basically saying like, you know, like if she was open by saying that she didn't want us around, like we would have been receptive. Like I remember <laughs> she told us she doesn't want us hanging around. I figured that was like for a day, not the rest of her life. You know what I mean? <laughs> She then took a golf club to their car and they were like, we don't know where that came from. Welcome to this week's episode of Nerd Shit Live. I'm your host, Pat. I get tired of saying this. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Dan. Say hi, Dan. Hey, guys. Nick and Joe. So, uh, this week, guys, not really that much going on, huh? Nope. Well, a lot (laughs) of little things going on. Yeah, I guess. A lot of little things. We didn't really have, like, a big main topic, but we are going to take a look at the Snyder uh, Snyder Cut trailer, which I know that you guys... Aren't as jazzed on. Well, maybe Nick, you might be as jazzed as me. Are you jazzed? Listen, just because you're the only one who watched it before the show doesn't mean you're the only one looking forward How to it. How dare you? No, Who's actually, that's right. I'm actually, the beans. actually, I watched it. there's a reason why I watched it, and I'll get into it after you guys see it. Very okay. good. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's a bit of film nerd tech, but I just wanted to know about it. Uh-huh. So, I mean, look, we'll just kick things off. We'll just get started right uh, right from the get-go. Rick and Morty co-creator uh, Dan Harmon is bringing a new comedy to Fox. So, Nick, you were the one that actually brought this story to our attention. We yeah. All of us here are big fans of Rick and Morty, right? There is not one of us here that that dislikes Rick and Morty in any in any capacity. I wasn't too, like... I don't want to say I wasn't like turned off by the newest season, but that one episode with the dragons was so stupid. <laughs> that was weird. That, that was, was really weird. weird. I mean, they, they they crossed a line they, that I didn't think I didn't think Rick and Morty had a line, but they somehow crossed. I it. feel like that show actively picks up the line and moves it. So I was very <laughs> caught off guard by that episode. But that being said, I do love the heist episode. That was yeah. That was See, for I didn't I wasn't into that one. I felt like the whole episode was the same joke over and over and over again. That was I mean and that's it worked. that's the point. Yeah, yeah it I, worked I, on I, you. I got bored with it five minutes in. <laughs> and there was no Ben Affleck dick. I forgot that. Yeah, well that too. <laughs> but overall, I think the first half of that season was okay. The set the back half because they split it in half. I thought the second mm-hmm. half was fantastic. Um. Okay. So. Uh, we have a quote here from Michael Thorne. He's the president of Fox. He's like, leave it to Dan Harmon to turn the mythos of early Greek civilization into a remarkably sharp commentary on today's politics, celebrity, and pop culture. Then he just goes on to talk about how this is incredibly reverent and to continue to build the Fox Entertainment Network. But, I mean, listen, uh, I understand that this guy is just saying what he has to, you know, for PR purposes, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I trust Dan Harmon. Now, I haven't watched Community in full However, I've seen some episodes of it, and I, I I thought they're pretty funny. But obviously, like I said before, I love I love Rick and Morty, so I'm excited for mm-hmm. this. They're actually, I think yeah. they're they're finally writing a movie for Community. Oh really? Oh really? Oh okay. All right, cool. Now, I mean one one thing that I'm interested in with this is just the fact that like Rick and Morty, they were pretty much they didn't have to like adhere to like a schedule at any right. real point. They were kind of just told like, yeah, whenever, you know, season four is done, we'll we'll just air it. But now they're going to Dan Harmon, who, again, he's been on Community. He was on NBC. He's no stranger to broadcast networks. But broadcast networks are a completely different beast in terms of you got to deliver 21 episodes because I don't think we've seen a a series order yet on how many episodes they're doing. Mm -hmm. So now he's got to do 21 episodes on an animated schedule 
which is something that is a completely different beast than what he was dealing with at Adult Swim. So I am curious to see. It'll probably start off funny, but I'm curious to see if he'll actually be able to keep the momentum for the entire season. Well, for me, like I, I'm hardcore uh, Dan Harmon fan. Like I subscribed to his, you know, podcast when it was on. I actually went out to L.A. and saw it live. Um, the Dungeons so, and Dragons one. Uh, yeah, they do. They did play D and D. Yo, um, wait for a, a long stint on the show. Nick, not to cut you off, but like mm-hmm. he hosts that podcast, right? Yeah, I yeah. did a show with a guy who's friends with one of the co-hosts on that podcast. Oh, um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, if if you and I are thinking of the same guy, Kevin Houston, his brother is good friends with him. Um, I can't remember his a, name. He's a New Jersey guy. And, yeah, anyway, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, keep going. But uh, yeah, so like when when he first started doing Rick and Morty, his he was in a really weird place in his life. You know, he like really you know issues with alcohol and his relationship was falling apart. And now you know like he's in a different, totally different place. He just got remarried. Things are good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the shift in tone if this if that affects it at all. Yeah, I, I still hope it has that kind of like sardonic kind of nihilist look at life, but I'm I'm sure it's going to affect the writing to some degree. Look at life, mm-hmm. but look around, <laughs> look around. But uh, you know, it's funny is that I think Justin Roiland he had his own show too, Solar Opposites. Yeah. I haven't yeah. checked mm-hmm. it out. Apparently, it's on Hulu and it's very funny. It's um, really good. Yeah, this I definitely I've been looking for something to watch, so maybe I'll watch that now. I I, I and, really doubted it when it first came out. I was like, this is gonna be too stupid. But uh, there's a I, I'm not gonna get into it, but there's a side plot that takes over the whole arc of the show, and it's incredible. Okay. Okay. And now Justin Roiland doesn't have anything to do with this one, right? Yeah. I, no. No. no, no. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think they're doing what you know what any hall good hall notes would do. They're, uh, <laughs> take some time before they're, uh, you know, what's his name? They're both doing Going their own solo. thing and then yeah. they're going to come back and they'll do Rick and Morty they're and do live at Harmon's house. Yeah. yeah. He needs to bring back, um, House of Cosby's. <laughs> yeah, actually <laughs> they, apparently what they did with that was they did it until Bill Cosby actually sent a cease and desist okay, letter. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Only a matter of, yeah. but he's in jail now. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, and even even that being I actually said, like to see how that affects the show. <laughs> yeah, that it's gonna be a very different plot. I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess even like even for for that sake, um God damn it. I lost what I was gonna say. Whatever. Sorry. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> is confirmed. There we go. That's that's not what I was gonna say, but I lost it right before I was gonna say it. But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got titled exactly that. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And, Read the entire headline, and please. I am not entirely sure, like, what else they would name it. That being said, though, you guys haven't seen Sonic, right? No. No. I, I was reading about it today. I didn't realize. Apparently, it got really good reviews. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, I saw it. I reviewed it at the time, and I thought it was good. You know, I think it's as good as you're going to get a Sonic movie, and... Uh, regardless of the fact that his normal like voice actor didn't play him, I thought Ben Schwartz was pretty good as Sonic. It was stupid. Don't get me wrong. It was incredibly dumb. And Jim Carrey, it was great to see Jim Carrey playing like another like zany maniac like character again, like something from the '90s that Jim Carrey would do. Was it was it too Jim Carrey, or was it just the right amount of Jim Carrey? It was perfect Jim Carrey because the writing was dog shit, but his delivery was so on point. So that's what made okay. it funny. Um, and even my point, excuse me, moving forward though, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, logo has little tails on the end of it. Have you guys seen that? Oh, little tails. That's because at the end of the movie, you know, there's an after credit scene. Thanks Marvel. Um, tails steps out of whatever vortex they come through or whatever to our world. And, uh, he's like, I got to find Sonic and like flies off. Right. The first thing I thought of, though, when I saw Tails, was do you guys remember how they did, like, the whole character change? Like, they totally redesigned Sonic because it was, like, the worst thing that yes. everyone ever I'll saw. I'll never forget that. Collect- he had teeth. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A little upper so, What <laughs> Definite gingivitis. What did Tails, what did Tails look like beside, before they decided That's to change question. him? 
to make him fall more in line Wait, with Sonic. You know what I mean? There's no like teaser. Or anything, no, right? no, there isn't. Because remember, Joe Sonic had the giant muscly legs first, and I said you guys <laughs> the Usain Bolt legs. <laughs> yeah, the Usain Bolt legs. And then I sent uh, after that. Um, when the trailer came out, they got rid of the muscly legs and kept this weird, like, you didn't need to make Sonic anything more than he already was. He was already right. perfect. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what did Tails look like? And obviously there's memes out there, like, people have photoshopped, like, taxidermied mm-hmm. foxes and stuff into the image and everything. <laughs> but I would, I would like, one if, like, if there's any visual effects artists who worked on that movie who are watching this, please, for the love of God, send us the makeup yeah. of Tails. I want to see, see, see Corridor crew do it. Oh, yeah. It's seen Corridor uh, crew do that would be awesome. That is true. I always said that about, um, as a joke, the uh, Luna, wait, that was your name? Luna Bunny? Lola Bunny, Lola Bunny, um, Lola Bunny. Yeah, I don't even know her name. Lola Bunny sketches before they decided on that look for her. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this isn't this isn't a sexy enough. Not bunny. sexy enough. Yeah. Was there a point where they were like too sexy? Scale it back. Scale I it back. guarantee. Yeah, a hundred percent. Nothing. They would had make a whole me... meeting talking about the level of sexy with Lola Bunny. Yep. On Exhibit A, we're gonna get rid of that because that has too much of an ass. And on <laughs> see, yeah. we got to get rid of that. It has not, like not that. enough of an ass. She needs more the cleavage. Because the thing is, she has to have an ass, but she also has a tail, so it yeah. can't be too much of an ass. And she's going to be to next to the Michael tail. Jordan, so we can't distract anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Did Michael but, Jordan know what he was getting himself into? Uh, <laughs> but the to add to Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure. Oh my God! To uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two getting a title. Uh, rumor has it that Jason Momoa was offered the role of Knuckles. Perfect. Perfect. Knuckles is supposed to be a bro. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have yeah. to say about that. I don't I don't know much about the Sonic world, but I do know that Jason Momoa and Knuckles fits. Even like even I know that. <laughs> However, I am just realizing how lazy the people who name the Sonic characters are. Like, what are we gonna name the one with all the tails? How about tails? And then what are we going to name the one that, that has the weird knuckles? I think knuckles works. That works <laughs> fine. It works. But I think uh, he's going to go full method actor on this one, even though it might, it's probably a voiceover. Definitely is he's getting knuckle transplants. <laughs> For sure. For sure. He's going to wear a red furry jumpsuit. It's going to have sick dreadlocks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's fun. It's cool. Why not? I saw a uh, a comment saying that the the first movie didn't have any of the music from the games, and this one yeah. finally uses. What were they thinking, I, dude? I don't know. It's like I do remember like they did a scene where like Sonic is using the rings to like go through different worlds, and like you remember mm-hmm. like the two D games, like when you just run to the right of the screen, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that. So like. It was just these weird things he was running on. He was hitting things that acted like springs and everything. You know, so they at least captured some of the gameplay, like mechanics, so to speak, in the movie, like effectively. But it was just the story was dog shit. You know what I mean? I didn't even notice the lack of the music. Like Green Hill Zone would have been great to have during that section. At least I think so. Dude, Escape from the City. And- Nick, oh, that's you, you asked what they too. were thinking in terms of Sonic, you're going to realize that they weren't. That, yeah, well, that's probably true. Uh, what's, yeah. what's that? They were like, we have this great property and we got Jim Carrey. We have, forget everything else. What's, <laughs> forget what, it all, yeah. What's this Movie band? writes itself. Uh, what's that band? Crush 44? Uh, was oh, the one that Sonic Adventure 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can you keep going. I, I need to hear more of the song. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, this was the last movie I saw before movie theaters ceased to exist. So, what's funny is it's actually the sixth highest grossing film of 2020, and that's probably just because there were maybe only five other movies that were out before COVID <laughs> well, in 2020. Didn't um. Isn't the highest grossing movie of 2020 Bad Boys 3? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Wait, is it? Like, if Black Widow came out, that obviously would have never happened. Actually, funny that we're yeah, talking Bad about Boys that. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life, 1917, Sonic was number three, actually. 
Oh, Sonic was number three. Shumanji wow. Next Level was four, and Star Wars was number five. Star Wars came in after all of those? No, we're going into 2019. Nick, Star Wars already made its money. Okay, let it go. You brought up Star I, Wars. Weird. I'm looking at the top <laughs> three weeks in a row now. still better. <laughs> all right. Count, they count December as that year? I don't know. I, I guess because it, it flows over into the next year. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, so next story for the night. Cyberpunk devs CD Projekt Red had their source codes hacked for Cyberpunk The Witcher 3 and I believe the unreleased version of The Witcher that if you own The Witcher 3, you're supposed to get for free. Um, and it was sold on the dark web. Now, uh, it doesn't seem that anybody knows what the final sale price was or who exactly it went to because, you know, that's like the whole point. But why would you ever share that? <laughs> but, but, is that a stream? <laughs> no, it's not in the stream. It is not in the stream. Uh, however, what is interesting about this is that the auction bidding. Oh my God. This, this really brings the light. <laughs> We go back to talking about Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, Stop the show. But no. Uh, so the asking price of the auction was seven million dollars. That was the starting price. Uh, so, I mean, I don't. I they say that no sensitive information got out, but I just don't believe that. I just I think they're covering their asses right now. I, I don't think it's possible that they got accounting documents, they got marketing documents, they got PR stuff, they got everything. You know what I mean? They got a lot. So like they they can. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say they continue to tell their employees that none of their personal information was taken. It's not true. But uh, yeah, I I find that very hard to believe. However, I did see in one article that there was a source that said. Uh, they actually like an intelligence person that worked for that uh the Kerna, if that's what it was. I can't remember the the company that monitors the dark web for them. They actually kind of believe that it's possible that no one bought it. And this is just the like the attackers, the I think they're called Hello Kitty, the group, which is terrifying on its own, actually just sort of bought it themselves just to kind of like lie and add like oh look we got you we sold it for like seven million dollars this apparently has happened before where uh ransomers bought their own just stolen ip yeah yeah just to kind of cover themselves so some people are thinking that this may be what happened here because honestly who wants the source code for cyberpunk which was a complete failure. Maybe it was like CD Projekt Red to like garner sympathy for like, don't sue us. <laughs> We're really sorry. We got, no, we got hacked. If that yeah, is the next release when they drop the ball and that's like, hey guys, remember we got hacked big time. If there's, there is, there would be nothing better than that coming out as a truth and just seeing another one of the videos from the studio head. Like, have you guys seen that video, the apology oh, they yeah. put out? Nothing yeah. would be funnier than seeing that guy again being like, hello. I am here again to apologize to the public on the current state of Cyberpunk and our company, CD Projekt Red. We thought this was We're a good sorry. idea. Maybe I shouldn't be in the position I'm in. <laughs> I am Hello Kitty. <laughs> well, yeah, so the hackers, the hackers are called Hello Kitty. Yeah, I don't want my shit hacked, so I'm not going to talk a bunch of shit about some hackers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like... You know, Dude, hey. well, you already have Cyberpunk, so they got your information. That's oh, true. no! <laughs> <laughs> and that's on God. Oh, that's not girl. the right one. <laughs> you got it. Well, it kind of fits. Yeah. Where's it? Where's it? Where's the, uh, where's the one? Oh, shit! There oh, we shit. go. That's the one. <laughs> Too late. Moment passed. But, mm. I mean, like... So, I, I've seen a lot of conversation about this. Now, obviously, I don't think the employees should suffer under this like it's fucked up that they're kind of paying for what like the whole reason that this attack was sparked was because of what cy what cyberpunk was you know what i mean i just feel like there's too close for that not to be correlation you know what i mean yeah yeah and i feel just, you know no 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 no. sorry sorry go ahead i, I just kind of feel like that they uh that they i don't want to say that they brought this on themselves because they didn't however I don't feel sympathy for like the executives of the company or like any one of the higher ups because 
they're the reason the game was in the state that it was in. And they're the reason why over, I believe it was in the first week alone, over like 12 million, like was it's somewhere over 10 million bought cyberpunk, like gave $60 to a company and said, we're buying your product. You know, we trust this is in the state that you've promoted it to be. And then it came out and it was a disaster. And instead of like trying to fix it, they tried to like, you know, get out ahead in that problem, trying to push it to the side. And then when it couldn't be denied anymore, then they came forward and was like, Hey, that's our problem. I mean, like the biggest issue with that game is how it runs on past generation. You know, it was marketed for that generation of consoles. And then they even said three weeks before it came out, before they delayed it, I, I think just before they delayed it the last time, they said that uh, we're surprised at the way at this way the game runs currently on last gen hardware. They were Ob- surprised, all right. Obviously, they knew something was up, and they were just trying to get out in front of it. So. While obviously I feel sympathy for the employees, you know, the working class people there who, you know, get up and, you know, do what they love every single day to make great games. I can't feel sympathy for the executives. I just can't. Why do you think they released it when they did? Like, I remember there was so much pressure on it. Like, it needs to come out now versus like, let it come out when it's done. Why do you think they opted to just release it? I feel like a lot of that has to do with, you know, I mean, Joe has made this point before with other things we talked about. It all comes down to money. You know, well, I feel yeah, like but I mean, people were, were going to buy it either oh, way. Yeah, right. but there's bonuses on the line for executives. Right, right. There's shareholders who have bought invested into this company that do not understand how this process works. So I'm sure they had pressure from that as well. But I just kind of and I get the the executive role is to please the shareholders, you know, make sure that they're mm-hmm. pleased and make sure. But also at the same time, I feel like at a certain point you have to push back and be like, you need to let us work like work this one out. You know what I mean? Because I get that they had had multiple delays already to get to that point. But also, like, this game was marketed in 2012 and development didn't start until 2016, which was confirmed by Jason Schreier. So, like, once again, like, they pretty much lied about the process the entire time. You know what I mean? It just, it for me, it just all comes back to the people who run the company. Is that like, right. I don't think they had it coming, but I don't feel sympathy for them because, like, look what they did. <laughs> it's like, it's like look, look what they fucking it's did. Like, <laughs> like with, with Wall Street bets, it's like, do, do I wish bad upon, like, all those, you know, uh, you know, capital, you know, those, those uh, finance guys? No, but am I kind of happy that it did? A little bit, yeah. It's not the people, it's what the the corporation that they work for stands for. Right. That's sort of what you were pushing. That's sort of what Wall Street Bets was pushing back on. Yeah, and... But no, I mean, Pat, you make a good point about, you know, the executives have shareholders that they have to please, and every time you push something like this back, that's more and more money that is costing them to go into it before they start seeing profits from it. And And so I think they probably just reached a tipping point where they were like, if we don't put this game out before... 2021 we're not going to make any money off of it or we're we're not going to even break even yeah i mean i get that but also like it just you thought robin hood trashed their pr no i think cd project red has done irreparable damage to their brand because you know they put out the witcher 3 and that was pretty much like one of the best games that ever come out and i'm playing it right now and i love it but then I mm-hmm. play Cyberpunk, and I'm like, this was supposed to be the game that broke the mold. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. everyone put so much stock into this, and we, we've invested so much of our time and thought into it. And, like, I only played 20 hours of that game before I was like, I'm done. <laughs> when, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. What episode did we start talking about that game? It's like over a month ago. The first yeah. episode when we talked about the games that we were anticipating, I guess. Or maybe the third episode we talked about cyberpunk. I mean, like, I know Jer loves it. I know he likes it. Danny, I know you like it to a certain extent. But I just can't get into it. Like, I started playing GTA 5 again. And even though that game's graphical fidelity has aged horribly on all this new hardware, it's still so much fun. And, like... My brother and his friends have built a second life in GTA Online. They get together Mm -hmm. on nights of the week and play golf in GTA. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that in Cyberpunk, you know? 
Yeah. No, like we we're seeing it now with, you know, sort of the GTA role playing that's gotten like it that's come back up on Twitch. And, you know, we just see a lot of people just loving their second lives and just really getting into these characters. Mm -hmm. But what? No, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, I just don't fully understand it. We've discussed it before. It's just like, why do you want to work out of in this fake world? Why do you want to work as a gas station like employee (laughs) or something like that? But whatever. just, just do whatever you it's want. It's just fun to throw yourself in that role, exactly. But like Joe asked me today, he literally asked me, he was like, so when are you going to start playing Cyberpunk again? Because I haven't played it in over a month. And I really, I didn't have an answer. I was just like, I really can't tell you why I haven't been playing it. It's just, it's still somewhat fun to an extent, but there's just, you know, all the issues and the, which, you know, have been talked about to death are just, you know, taking me out of it. I got to be, I got to be honest, that actually... That game showed me how important it is to make sure your game isn't a buggy piece of shit because immersion immersion matters for me to get into 100%. the game. Yeah, 100%. Like, one thing that I noticed is that, like, in GTA, watching it, if you park your car in the middle of the street, all these other cars are going to be honking at you. They're going to hit your car trying to get around you like the other NPCs. In Cyberpunk, I go out of my way to park like an asshole in the middle of the street and there's no honking. There's no one yelling at me. It just goes. They didn't make it feel like the world was lived in. It's the just future, traffic. The future is really polite, though. That's, yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, Very and I mean, point. there was also like these rumors that they removed like advanced movement mechanics before the game came out, like six months before the game came out. So it's like, what were those supposed to be? You know what I mean? How are you supposed mm-hmm. to use those in this world that, even though it is an open world, I feel like it's so constrictive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, but we've talked about cyberpunk to death. Listen, I just kind of hope that that the employees' sensitive information, if you know, if is, is safe, and that uh, none of them get fucked over from this. That's what I hope. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so there was also some uh, some information that came out uh, over the past week that everybody in this uh, everybody on this podcast was very excited for. Uh, the Last of Us HBO series cast was announced, mm-hmm. and the first two cast members was, first of all, it was Bella Ramsey is playing Ellie from Game of Thrones. Well, she was a re- well, mm-hmm. Ellie's not from Game of Thrones, but uh, Bella Ramsey is, uh, she played a character on Game of Thrones. and A fan favorite character. And mm-hmm. then, um, then, of course, our boy, Din Djarin, Pedro Pascal is has announced he's playing Joel Miller in The Last of Us. I'm very excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I said, so he's driving away. <laughs> that car is also yeah. excited. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> squeakiest chair ever. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for I was already excited for this. We've talked about this on the show before, how the show is debuting ta- date and time their first season starts the very same time that the last season of The Walking Dead begins. <clears throat> so I feel like now with this powerhouse cast, especially these two leads, you're going to have more people with eyes on this. Because mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. is like the hottest fucking thing going right now. Who's still watching Walking Dead? Right. That's an excellent Coming from a guy who watches The Walking Dead. I was, I was, a, I was, a, I watched for the first six seasons. I tried as hard as I could, and then I gave up. I got through four seasons, and then I gave up. I'll tell you who's still watching The Walking Dead. Fucking dead people. That's who. They are obviously brain dead. They're zombies themselves. That's why they relate. Because that's how many she, seasons is that now? I think they're I, at like twelve. This is season. This know, next season, the last season is going to be ten. There's going to be, I think they, they signed Andrew Lincoln for... Three movies. I want, I want, all right, all right, three fucking movies. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. But Michonne, as soon as he left, Michonne got... She got into... Uh, she started playing Okoye in the MCU. So then she was like, I'm leaving too. Fuck this. So she left. <laughs> and now she got written into those movies with Rick. So the three of them will be oh, in there. And... I mean, Norman Reedus and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I've heard described as they're paying him by the minute, it would seem, <laughs> that uh, that they're the only two like compelling actors or characters left on the show, you know, at, at once all said and done. So they're really the only draw now. <laughs> we can get on that show if we want. <laughs> that's true. We can we get, get on. We just got to pay our airfare to Georgia, and that's it. 
I remember when that show came out, they said that they had they had to deny dozens of celebrity requests to be mm-hmm. a walker, like a, just to be like on, on set in prosthetics. And believe it or not, the one of the guys that actually they accepted was Joe. Do you know who Scott Ian is? Uh, yeah, from Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, but you know mm-hmm. he's on VH1's like every <laughs> everything. Blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen him actually play guitar. I've only seen him on VH1. Talk about it, yeah. yeah, and he was. I remember at the time uh, when I was interning at Revolver, I actually wrote a piece on how he was fe- the featured celebrity zombie that week. So uh, did he have a goatee? Yes, he did. Yeah, I don't. He, th- I have a picture up. He's got the goatee. I think. I think the picture you're looking up, Nick, is when he was in the webisode. When he was in the actual like network aired show, He's, like, tucked up in his fake chin. All right, let me see it. Pull, pull, put it as your background. Let's see. Uh, it. Well, I got it first. I got to download the. All image, right, all right, it. all right. But um, yeah. Listen, I haven't Looks watched like a tree stone. Now, apparently both these actors in The Last of Us come from Game of Thrones. Listen, I, I know Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't think Joe or Nick watched Game of Thrones either. So, Danny, you're our resident Game of Thrones guy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, they – again, they – oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they leave some So they just gave him a really big gin. <laughs> That's great. They're like, we'll make you the Jay Leno zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the growth on the like behind so, his ear too. Danny, before you get before you get going on Game of Thrones, all right? Because I'm going to give you the floor here for a few minutes. I do want to just add, I didn't know that he was the Viper. I didn't know Pedro Pascal was the guy who got his brain exploded in season four. Oh, yeah. I haven't alert. seen it yet. Spoiler alert! <laughs> it's been years, no. Nick. It's literally been years. <laughs> Well, yeah, so Pedro Pascal, which, I mean, you know, no one needs any explanation on who he is, because after Game of Thrones is when his career really took off. But, I mean, Pedro Pascal was in season four of Game of Thrones, where he was Oberyn Martell, a.k.a. the Red Viper, and he was easily, in his first scene, was just, became the new favorite character of the show. Every scene he was in, he absolutely stole the show. He was even better, like, in scenes where he was with Peter Dinklage, where Peter Dinklage, that was his best season of the show, he outshined Peter Dinklage and then died so memorably. The most like, memorable he, he had, death on the show, for yeah, sure. He had the most memorable death and easily the most violent death of the show. Oh, yeah. Um, with just an amazing ending scene. Uh, but then Bella Ramsey uh, was also, who probably was in season six, seven, and eight, was only probably in those seasons for like screen time, like a total of like maybe 15 minutes. As soon as she was on screen in season six was a fan favorite. And she really fits the part of Ellie because she was playing a uh, like a nine year old girl who is now the head of her house. And she was like strong willed, exactly like Ellie, very just stubborn and very uh, and hysterical in her own right. And so she really just stole the show. So she couldn't have been better cast for Ellie. I'm glad you say that because I feel like Ellie has to have, like, a sweetness but also a certain edge to her. Like, do you guys remember in the first game where she's calling Bill a dick the entire uh, – like, when they – she was like uh, – I forget what she, what she says to him. She goes – just give uh do you just give us a car you dick you owe him favors he's like oh you what like <laughs> I, I really i really loved her in the first game i lo- i mean i love him in the second game you can't really love joel too much in the second game but um <laughs> you know we're just being honest about Dude, things are, are they going to just like strictly follow the plot of the I first game i really hope not i think for the first season sure but don't do a five-year time lapse after, like, if you're going for a second right. season. You know what I mean? Unless they're doing yeah. just a limited run where they're just doing the events of the first game. Cool. That I'm with that. You know, I'm interested to see what uh, Druckmann changes, though, from game to screen. Because, obviously, his games are part of the reason why games are much more cinematic now. And also... Right. The Last of Us specifically kind of put Naughty Dog on the on the map as far as the, those cinematic games go. Uh, so he understands how 
I guess how to how to like really direct those scenes and because you know now with the motion capture everything it's like being a real you're a real director you know and Mm -hmm. I was watching have you guys seen Raising Kratos? No. Raising Kratos is a documentary that Sony put out um, about the creation of God of War, and it's really like Corey Barlog is on set with uh, like with the script in his hand and everything, directing Christopher Judge and I forget the little the kid's name. But he's a real director. Like he understood, he understood how the camera had to move, how they had to deliver lines, uh, the emotion he was looking for. You know, he, obviously he wrote the story. He worked on the gameplay. So you know, these guys, these guys are not only programmers now. You know, they're wearing both hats. They're creating a cinematic experience, and I just mimed putting on a hat. God damn it! They're, they're putting on a cinematic experience. Even though you have a hat on. <laughs> yeah. They're my, uh, they're making a cinematic experience, and they're also making, you know, in my opinion, great games. And, um, I mean, you look at Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 was the first game that Neil Druckmann did by himself. He had no gameplay supervisor. Like, I think Bruce, I can't remember his name, his last name, Bruce something. He did all the gameplay while Neil did all the story and all the cutscenes. Like, that's what their department uh, was. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uncharted 4 was the first time that he did both of them, and then Last of Us 2 was the second time, and then after that he got promoted to, you know, president of Naughty Dog. Is that Bruce Straley? <laughs> Bruce Straley, yeah. That's his name specifically. But, yeah, it, it will be interesting just to see, again, with making a series, you have 10 one-hour episodes. It'll be interesting to see what they cut from... How long was Last of Us? Like a 30-hour gameplay or something like right. that? Right, but the cutscenes, like the actual story beats, only come out to like 10 or 12 hours. You know what I mean? Like The Last yeah, of Us yeah, 2. Yeah, that's true. The like La- they're not going to show like you sneaking around a room or anything like that. Obviously, and The Last of Us 2, more specifically, has only about nine and a half hours of cutscenes. Even though that feels like a very big cinematic game, you know, from start to finish. <laughs> but Joe, sure, you're muted. But- Joe, you're you're muted. I was gonna say we don't need a recreation of that boat scene in Last of Us Two. <laughs> oh. Once was enough. For oh, me. but we do. Nick, have oh, you, Nick, are you not do. familiar with the boat scene? I, I I all I know is that like the loading screen of the game is a boat. So I I, I figure something's gonna happen oh, with the boat. Yeah, uh, we gotta send boats. you a link, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll I, well, I'm gonna I'll finish the game before the end of the year. I promise uh, it doesn't you that. Really much. Ha- does it affect the plot? Don't, yeah, want, yeah, it does. It does because there's anyway, a lot of there's a lot of stuff before that, and out of context, it it just seems weird. Anyway, uh, Pedro Pascal was, I he never would have crossed my mind as far as cast members who they would have caught uh, cast as Joel, but I think he is perfect. Like I'm so glad that he's gonna do this. He's amazing. I saw somebody do yeah. a, a pretty good composite of his face over Joel's. Uh, on Reddit the other day, and actually looked pretty convincing. I was like, "Perfect, just there you go. That's that's him. He looks like him already." Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't even need you. Like, you don't need to look exactly, you know, perfect. That that that's fine. Like, but I feel like, especially looking at his work in The Mandalorian and how kind of somber and stoic all of that is, I feel like he's gonna nail that. Hmm. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna have a southern accent though. And what, what, what a shitty dad <laughs> he was in Wonder whatever Woman. It is. He has like, to. He, was, he played the terrible dad in Wonder Woman. He's gonna be the terrible father figure. <laughs> Except there will be actual reason this time as to why yeah. his kid will run out of the bushes at him <laughs> just at random points. I wa- However. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Pedro Pascal is a pretty skinny guy, so I am curious how they're gonna make how they're really gonna sell the dad strength that Joel has. Because Joel was like an unstoppable force of just dad strength. So I wonder if they're just gonna like <laughs> beef him up, have him drink like milkshakes every day or something. Well, I also think it's you know, it's like not only just dad strength, he's living in, you know, like a post apocalyptic world. That that changes a person. Yeah, you're not I just, mean, yeah, go to the grocery <laughs> store. You got to hunt for your food. Yeah, I mean, in the in the post-apocalypse, everyone's on the paleo diet, whether you mm-hmm. want to or not. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like You're eating shit that you can kill and grow. And by the way, you're only eating like every other day. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing keto, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. This was this was I, we were speculating Carl Urban, uh, Hugh Jackman was another one going around. I think Hugh Jackman would have been. Fine, uh, yeah. See, I want to see that movie too. Yeah, I want to see that one too. Um, 
and there was a rumor about Mahershala Ali going around. And but yeah, apparently Pascal was offered a bunch of like other roles too. And he handpicked this one, so I'm excited to see it. So um actually last story before we move on here real quick is Salesforce has declared that the nine to five workday is dead. And I wrote whatever the fuck that means afterwards. It really shifting gears. Yeah, well I you know, I guess it was it's relevant for us to bring up because we're coming up on a year of everybody working remote and working from home. And, you know, maybe everyone can shed some light on their experiences so far and what that's been like for everyone and how it's kind of changed the way we, you know, live our lives essentially. Because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but uh I I found myself today that thinking like because I had the day off, you know, I didn't go out and do anything because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. But I just found myself moping around, not doing much and not feeling very motivated to like get anything done. Like I kind of like when I'm productive during the day. So I like actually working uh, during the day and from home because work is not a place I go to anymore. It's just something I do during the day now. You know what I mean? I feel I think we all feel that way. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll just go around the room real quick and we'll just, you know, what what are some pros and cons? How do you guys feel about it? And, uh, you know. Where do you guys see this going? The The important part here that they're making in, in this article is just that there's going to be some employees that end up on a flex schedule. You know what I mean? Whereas in they can work any time that they want to or they're only going to work a certain amount of hours, maybe less hours, maybe more hours, you know, depending on mm -hmm. what their role is. So they're citing mm -hmm. that um, a nine to five schedule shouldn't uh, kind of disrupt daily tasks too that involve like picking up your kids from school or you know taking care of a sick family member or something like that yeah i mean it's the the one issue with the moving from nine to five i mean my company has already told us that when we go back to the office it's going to be like a hybrid where we're going in for maybe two or three days a week and then the other two or the other three days you know we're working from home but i i do kind of feel like what for me is now working from home has felt like now, oh, you're on the clock all the time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if I send you an email, it's not expected that I have to get back to them immediately, but the culture has now been built around when I email you, I I want a response. See, and so, I mean, there's, there's times I'm working until like, it hasn't happened in a little while, but there's times I'm working until like 11 at night or something like that. Just because it's like, all right, here's the work that really has to get done. I need it done ASAP. See, I kind of was afraid of that happening. You know what I mean? And thankfully for me, I'm hourly and I do work a shit ton of overtime as opposed to like what I, you know, before for me, it used to be like, well, I got a 45 minute ride home and I still got stuff I want to do during the day. So, and that's without traffic. But now for me, it's just like I get out of bed 15 minutes before I have to sign on. I brush my teeth. I have a banana and I sit right here and I, I get to work, you know? So what did that, did that make you smile nick what's up, what's up? You, 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 i've heard you say like i wake up 15 minutes early and i eat a banana i've heard so many times well, i mean it's the truth he's you know? living that life man he's yeah. about that life and right? I, I am i am about that life but also on top of that i've been online until 7 seven thirty. you know making sure that the all the work i could possibly do it, it you know during the day is to make sure i'm ahead of schedule and you want to know what? I think that's awesome and it's good for productivity. And most days, you know, what am I going to do after work? I'm going to play guitar. I'm going to play video games and I'm going to eat like shit. You know what I mean? So what's wrong with doing with doing a little extra work? You know what I mean? Just to make sure you're ahead of the game or you're prepared for that meeting or, you know, just any number of tasks that we do. But when I actually have something going on, like, you know, we have our meetings or, uh, you know, that, you know, now it's like, hey, we're going to play quiplash zoom you know what i mean like then i make sure that it's like hey i have a hard stop today at 5 36 o'clock you know what i mean like and then i just sign off from work and i go do what i have to do well i like, yeah. I, I i this might sound cliche at this point you know we've all been talking about covid for the last year but i really really do miss having a routine and like not just bumming around the house all day and interacting with other human beings like those two things really are such a key part of, of just being a human in society. And I, mm -hmm. like I said to you guys earlier before the show, 
I've barely left the house. Like I like I went out to take a drive before that. It's been, it was like two weeks since the last time I could remember going out to do anything. <laughs> I went and got yeah. Wendy's today just so I could drive my car. I <laughs> yeah, bought a fucking like, I bought a fucking car and I've put maybe a thousand miles on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were joking over the weekend. We all said that we have to start watching The uh, Bachelor when that season started just so we can have something to talk about. Yeah. And then I was saying, I was like, wait, but I don't really talk to anybody else right now. It's just whoever's in my direct vicinity and coworkers. And that's that's been the other weird thing is like I had my, my office had a, a pretty big turnover during COVID. So all of my close friends at the office are no longer there mm. except for like one guy. And Everybody else that works there is new. It's like I haven't had a chance to make any friends, so I feel mm-hmm. very alone now. I'm just like, who am I going to G-chat? Who am yeah. I going to like, we'll, pull, you know, yeah. pull a video chat? We'll See, chat after the show, Nick. <laughs> okay. I See, it See okay. you know, it's I, the whole human interaction thing is definitely true. But you want to know what I – there's there's a couple things I appreciate about working from home. And one, it's the commute, Okay. Like mm-hmm. the, having a 45, 50 minute commute in the morning and getting home sometimes even being worse was literally the worst parts of my day. Like I would take less money to only work 10 minutes from home just so it would only take me 15 minutes to get home. But uh, so I'm happy not having a commute. The second thing is that like the office ch- chit chat, you know, not to get into like my line of work or anything, but you know, I, I need a lot of concentration and not a lot of the office chatter that goes on during the day. And n- not only that, you know how when you're in an office, sometimes you get pulled into a lot of meetings that you don't need to get pulled into or that necessarily you think you have to go to them and then you get in there and then you really just you end up wasting your time where now I feel like I'm only have to go to the meetings that I'm required to go to and that would be beneficial for me and my teammates to go to. And if I'm in a meeting that turns out that they're not going to talk about what I, what uh, any certain objectives or projects that I'm going to be on, then I can just as easily mute my microphone and still get some work done while listening in. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like obviously you couldn't do that before when th- at least those two things are the positive for me. Um, and maybe I'm just too new to my job where I don't, totally miss the office interaction but even then i you know i'm always the guy that just puts his airpods in for the day and just you know gets to work <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean the office interactions like i i do miss talking with a lot of my coworkers, but it's what i don't miss is my coworkers talking around my desk oh, it's yeah when it's i'm not involved in the conversation and i'm just trying to focus but i can't because they're talking about the bachelor which now thinking about it, that's why I should be watching The Bachelor when I go yeah. back to the office and I can, can talk with them about it. Yeah, I mean we have like so virtual... you and the maintenance guy. Yeah. <laughs> we have me and the mailroom guy. We have virtual roundtables during the week where you know my boss gets everybody in the department into one meeting, so we all you know socialize and keep up with each other. But uh, I end up not going to those meetings because I have a lot of work. And those meetings then end up getting canceled because not a lot of people are going to them because we have a lot of work and we want to get it done during the day. That being said, the importance of making sure it doesn't come in between basic daily tasks that you have at home is definitely true. Because now, like, I just get up and go to the kitchen and get a snack or, you know, my showers move to the afternoon, <laughs> you know. So yeah, showers think- are now just whenever you can fit them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Brushing your teeth is now a flexible schedule. <laughs> it's after lunch. I actually had to get back on that. I went for like a like a couple days without brushing my teeth in the morning, oh, and God. it skeeved me out so much yeah. that I actually it's like horrible. I get up in the morning. I'm like, nope, go brush your teeth. Like before yep. you do anything else, go brush your teeth. On on that note, I think we should move on to our main topic. We should. We really should. We've just been dilly dallying tonight. All right. So, boys, are you ready? I'm very ready. Does this excite so you? So ready. So ready that I waited until today to watch it. Yeah, me too. All right, let's do this shit. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You guys can't yeah, see this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I can. I just I opened up the chat, and I, I got a full glimpse of that thing that Joe posted earlier. Holy shit, so did I. Yeah, it came up again. I didn't send it that time. 
How the hell do I? Oh, there we go. I was like, how do I share this screen? All right. All right. Can you boys see it? Uh, yes. There you go. Now we can. Okay. Ready? Aye, aye, Captain. Would have followed that, but okay. <laughs> okay, <started>. Captain Who? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Starting off strong. Screams breaking the sound barrier. I live there. <laughs> it's true, you do. The god is dead. I had a dream. Mm -hmm. Love the dust. Almost like a premonition. Love the dust. <laughs> I think there's an attack coming. My lord. Dark side. This world will fall. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. This is way more epic than the last one. Never come again. Getting this week's episode flagged. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was was Jared Leto just acting to a scene that Ben Affleck already shot? I think so. Uh, that oh my was God. my suspicion. They also just pulled Jared Leto directly from Joshua Tree again. That's just how <laughs> yeah. he looked like after Joshua Tree. So. Oh Interestingly enough, the reason why I looked into watching the trailer before, you know, before the show was because I read that the aspect ratio that you guys just watched it in, the two black that, bars, yeah. that's how the fucking thing's going to look. Really? Yup. It's not just oh. for Instagram. Marriage Story used the same aspect ratio. It's 1.665, I think, it is, is it the actual measurement. Marriage Story was the first film, like, recently to use this aspect ratio, and that's what Zack Snyder wanted to put the film in. So it's going to have black bars on What's the side. What's the effect? I don't get it. Like, I don't understand either. I don't I don't get why either. It's just, come on. That, <laughs> what are we doing? That, does, that doesn't make any sense. Why, I mean, why would you do that? I mean, fair enough. However, it's not like Transformers where the aspect ratio just fucking changes scene to scene. And not mm -hmm. like, here's an action sequence, the frame gets wider. I mean, like, intercut in between conversations, the frame got larger and smaller. Like, just between actors. Are CRTs coming back? Like, is I that what so. they're preparing this for? I hope so. So, that's why I checked into it. Because I, I, I read this thing... And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's really not just for Instagram. They're fucking really doing the film like that. Like, so has is social media let's sound like alarmists. Is social media <laughs> changing the way that our trailer I mean that our movies are filmed now? I mean, hands down, you gotta think most people that are watching trailers are probably seeing it on like Instagram or Facebook, like on their phone. Like they're that's probably where they're first seeing it before they then go to YouTube to watch it. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean that has 13 million hits already. I mean that's nothing compared. Godzilla vs Kong is at like 70 million already. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, but this just came out yesterday. Yeah, but my point is is that 
that's that's why I ha- I was like, all right, let me just see how it looks. You know, like why why would they ch- why would he choose this? Because they're letting him do whatever whatever he wants. You know, he's he probably just did it just because he could. Right? Like, there's <laughs> this is not an artistic choice. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I yeah. want. Let's it's saying it. online, at least what I'm looking at, it's four by three. So television. So CRT. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it, God, it is going on HBO Max, so. but oh, it's still by three. It's but still, I mean, like TVs aren't that shaped yeah. anymore. But it's still no, 4K. <laughs> it's still 4K resolution. It's still HDR10, yeah. Dolby Vision, Dolby. Like it has all the amenities. It's just gonna look like it's supposed to be played on like a CRT. I could picture them filming it in full screen too, and just cropping it. Probably, yeah. The final. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Content, though, like, is what, Pat, you've seen the first Justice League. Like, content wise, is this going to be any different than the other one aside from the Joker? There is like 80% new shit in that trailer. And then they started showing shit from the old one. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, please don't. And Zack Snyder himself said there is probably 10% footage of the last one in this one. Like, it's basically all brand new. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because Joss, we, we talked about this before that Joss Whedon just basically reshot seventy percent of the film just to get it out the door. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. um. Uh. But yeah. So now this one is going to be four hours of that. Jesus. <laughs> that well, being said, yes. that being said, I think Dark Side looks good. You know, I thought he looked awesome. I think everybody, I think everybody looks great, and even Jared Leto, his Joker actually looks pretty fantastic and the interesting part is in that part of the movie they're supposed to be in the future right i don't know if you got you nick you remember bvs with the whole like nightmare sequence and everything yep uh they're supposed to play that out and the joker is actually working with them so that will be a nice dynamic to see as opposed to batman and joker being at each other's throats see them having Mm -hmm. to work together and the other mm-hmm. thing that another reason why this exploded on Twitter is because Joker uses the line, we live in a society, yeah. which apparently is this massive meme that's been yep. going on for that's years. The first thing I thought. Yeah. It's where that people would say, like, like, we'd be complaining about something on Facebook or whatever, like, and someone would just post a picture of the Joker with the words on it, we live in a society, as in like, if we didn't live in a society, we'd be a bunch of animals or vice versa, you know, whatever. So he fucking put that in the movie. He actually did that. And then Jared Leto probably does like, he didn't know that was a meme. There's no fucking way. And that's why he probably delivered it as earnestly as possible. I mean, the, we live in a society. I I think the the first thing I think of from there is I didn't know it was a meme. I know it was in Seinfeld where George Costanza will constantly yell, we live in a society when people are like out against them, yeah. which happens most of the time. <laughs> it so probably came from that. took it from Seinfeld, yeah. But uh, overall, what do you guys think? I think it likes, I mean, besides for the, the aspect ratio, which kind of bums me out, um, but the... Uh, I mean, it made it me laugh. Like Eric action trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was... 294, like... <laughs> it was way more epic than the one before the trailer before this, so to speak. Okay. The hollow. The yeah, screens. I mean, on the screen. Batman's shit. in a duster. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Wait, Danny, Is did you not see? More, it seemed like there was going to be more of the nightmare sequence. Yeah, I'm positive there's going to be more than nightmare sequence. Look at fucking Elon Musk. Which, Elon by Joker. the way, while we're on the subject, I've never heard a guy that is so smart yet says numerous stupid things over and over again. Have you guys What's listened? Have you guys listened to what he was talking? He, him and fucking Rogan were saying that they're not going to get the vaccine. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Great. So if, that's just what their fan base. Yeah. Means. Just, yeah. Apparently I didn't know, but apparently Rogan's subreddit has completely turned on him. Like they are, they are so like against him now in yeah. almost every way. He's changed too, you know, at least in what he's yeah. outspoken. Uh, yeah, four, I used to listen to that show and like thought I was getting knowledge. And now when I listen to that show, I'm like, this is just this is fucking sad. What this show used to be. You're getting what Joe Rogan wants you to think is knowledge. Yeah. Now. Now I am. Whereas before 
the what did it for me was the Kanye episode that and I was like I I can't listen to this every day anymore. Yeah. Well, you're going to yeah, pretty much like indulge like someone who has serious mental health issues and just needs some help. Like you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, he's a genius." No, this is what we're trying to avoid, like him <laughs> saying and doing crazy shit. I saw just I didn't watch the Kanye episode. I just saw a supercut of the Kanye episode where it was just him saying God. God, God, God. God, God. Then he was silent. He was like, sorry, I just said a prayer real quick. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is like, that's all bad. That's all bad news I hear. All right. But even then, yeah. off topic, Um, look, I'm, I mean, the aspect ratio thing bums me out, but I am still but, really excited to see it. I mean, not only that, it's oh, like the first real blockbuster gonna say, we're going to get in a while. That was my creative decision in choosing this uh, clip of the week. I want something that was square this aspect look, this, ratio. This looks like three by four, not four by three, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do it. Let's get started here. Now, I don't obviously I don't know what this is. Joe picks it every single week. I think Nick, you're doing the next two weeks or whatever. Let's let's just do it. We'll see. Oh, I don't like factories. No, get your Oh no! <laughs> too much my heart's racing oh my god why don't those (laughs) guys keep why don't those guys keep a razor blade on them (laughs) like now i bet they do (laughs) we got one razor blade for the the entire floor what made them fall back like hold on like They don't know it, but now they're married. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to when he got his hand caught in there. He had to have known as his head was slowly moving forward that it was going to get... <laughs> Look, his hand's caught. Yeah, it something is happening. Oh, hey! 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 His face is red. Hey! Hey! <laughs> but, now, but what baffles me is this second guy. Are you hanging really? This is. I was like, no, but if I help him, I'm not gonna get I, caught. I I have to call it right here. This is this is obviously staged. There is not there is not one person that is this stupid followed by a second one that is <laughs> uh, just. We were as just stupid. talking about Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Look yeah, how far they've come. <laughs> do they work at the same place though? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, this is, I mean, I, lo- I love it. Cause you know, like, you know, your dad shares this on Facebook or something. And it was like, <laughs> look at these assholes or something. You know? Dan Darcy. Clip. Yeah. What was that? Um, <laughs> was it this time last week, that cat video of the dude on the uh, zoom call? Uh, the lawyer, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that was the first, like unanimously, unanimously loved internet video across every platform. Like I saw it on mainstream news. I'm just like, I love this video and everyone else does too. <laughs> like every generation, every race all yeah. love that video. <laughs> we are That's one we more of because, because of that video. I mean, my favorite thing about that video is when the guy just goes, I'm not a cat. <laughs> he's like, he's like, judge, I'm here live. I'm not a cat. And I love how the judge goes, yeah, I figured. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm prepared to move forward with this. <laughs> I'm prepared you, to move forward. Can you imagine having a, like, like, that's your lawyer. Oh, my God. What my, panic must run my, through your heart. My, secre- but also, my secretary uh, is here, and she's trying to help fix this right now. It's like, bro, just go to the filter. The, the, the sheer panic in his voice when he's first getting on. You're here. we need a breakdown of this video true we got to do it next week um but uh we don't normally do this but before we go i realize i just went on i want to know specifically nick 
what do you what what are you most looking forward to with this Justice League trailer? Um, so I hated Justice League the, like when it first came out. Everyone and did. I what I wasn't looking forward to it, but watching that trailer, there's so much new shit. Who who knows? Maybe it might be okay. Maybe. Danny, what about you? Are you gonna sit down for I, the four hours at this point? I'll do it. I mean, again, we're stuck in the house. It's a pandemic. What I mean, I might as well donate four hours to watching this. Why not? I haven't seen the first one, so it can't be tainted in any way. Oh, this is true. my this is Oh my god, book. you guys, true. we should totally do an episode on the first one and just trash it for an hour <laughs> and then do the second week. But uh, you know, maybe six hours of Justice League is too much for everybody. And then Joe, I am very I, I'm very just, interested to hear just Duster Batman. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, Duster, Bat- Duster Batman. Duster Batman. I've never I, been more detective looking before. <laughs> detective Batman. Duster Batman. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, uh, we appreciate everyone who's listening in, who came and stopped by tonight. And, um, you know, the audio version of this show is available on every major podcast app the following morning. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like this video. Click on the bell. Uh, all good things. We have some. I'm doing some reviews, you guys. I just recorded some today. You Are you ready? Are you ready to hear my take on things? Right? Always. <laughs> Whether right. America likes it or not, they're going to hear your take. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Damn, you just made it personal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>